The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and this week has been WrestleMania week. Of course, it started off, I think, on Wednesday, really, if you think about AEW Dynamite and all the events from then on leading to WrestleMania. And the time you listen to this, this will be on Sunday, And but I'm, as I'm recording this, I've only watched, of course, AEW Dynamite. Cover that with Gary Gonzalez on the Fight Game Podcast. But of the WrestleMania events that I watched so far, has only been Bloodsport and uh, New Japan and Impact Wrestling's Multiverse United. I do plan on watching ROH Supercard of Honor probably after I record this podcast here on Friday night. And I'll probably just be live not no tweeting my thoughts on that show. Uh, so if you want to see my thoughts on that, just go to my Twitter at Laraka JL. Um, on this show, the Take It Home Podcast, I'm going to cover Bloodsport Nine. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Nine took place on Thursday, um, about the you know late afternoonish, I believe it was. Um, I'm you know I like the Bloodsport shows, you know. I think they've all been pretty solid overall. Um, you know, Bloodsport's kind of like... Um, it's kind of, you know, gives me the feels of Premier Wrestling. You know, I didn't have... Uh, it's... I didn't have the no ropes deal, but, you know, Premier was all about, you know, athletics. is all about two wrestlers going to the ring, competing. Um... Uh, Bring respect back to the sport of pro wrestling. And that's what Bloodsport does as well. It's bringing back the fight, the competition. It's leaving out all the silliness. And I really like it. I really enjoyed it. Um, enjoy the product. And there's a, it's, this show I thought was one of the better ones they've had in a very, very long time. Um, I thought a lot of the matches really flowed really well. They had a really great collection of talent on this one. Um, people that knew what they were doing in there when they come to that shoot style wrestling um you know a lot of people that Josh Barnett obviously trusts and 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 has worked with in the past so they he knows they know what he wants out of his product and uh, I thought that was uh I thought these talents all came together and they really put on a solid solid show um the only issue I would have about this show early on is just just production stuff um, sound qualities or an introduction, music, could barely hear it, uh, crowd noise. The crowd wasn't really mic'd that well, so you would hear them react, but I don't know how loud it was or it was a big deal or what. So, um, and that's with a lot of these shows on Fight TV I've seen so far, or at least in the past too, like really stands out, especially that multiverse 
United show, like I thought the crowd was really, really mic'd poorly, did not come across on, on the screen there. And I think I really hurt a lot of those matches on that show. But I'll get that out a little bit. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the Multiverse uh, uh, United show because it's already been c- covered by Jerry Finestone. And I believe J.D. Olivo's on that show for the Brace Impact. And they're covering that show. Um, you can check that out on this feed, on the free feed in the Fight Game uh, Media free feed. Check that out. I'm, 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 I've been, I see it on my, I saw it. It came up. I'm like, oh, I really want to listen, but I don't. I wanted to watch the show first before I listen to those guys. So I'm gonna find time to listen to that, and you know, and all this other stuff I have to do. I, I got so much stuff to watch. Um, it's kind of stressful because I probably should be sleeping, but I think I'm gonna just give it a go. And and I, you know, I watched a little bit of SmackDown just before I started recording here. Um, you know, it's been okay so far. I like the um, Usos and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. Uh, that was really good. Their promo, um, the men's battle, the battle royal, Andre Giant's battle royal was was um, it was fine. I thought Bronson Reed should have won that one, uh, but you know, I guess Bobby Lashley is going to win because you know his match at WrestleMania was scratched uh, because of Bray Wyatt's injury or whatever's going on with him. So. So anyway, let's get back to Bloodsport. That's what we're here to talk about. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Um, like I said, I thought this was one of the better shows. It opened up first match. Jeff Cobb, good old Uncle Jeff, taking on uh, Calder McCall, who I um, seen before on Bloodsport, and he looked really, really good. Jiu-Jitsu background. This was a very simple match to watch. Like it and follow the story was very clear. You had uh, Calder McCoy, who's like the jiu-jitsu guy, MA guy, and he wants to use his speed and his technique to catch Jeff Cobb in submission holds and try to submit him. And you had Jeff Cobb, who knows that his wrestling's his strong point and his strength's his strong point, so he's looking to block, use his wrestling to block the submission champs, and he's looking to get a hold and suplex or slam Calder and I thought this is a simple story this match went six minutes and four seconds um Calder's as smooth as heck with his submission attempts I really enjoyed watching him and and Cobb end up you know you got I think Cobb in like what a, a triangle and Cobb gave him the old rampage powerbomb and a knockout um it was a, a pretty uh pretty good match and uh really great to open the show that powerbomb really woke this crowd up um I tried to get a feel of the crowd. Again, it's hard because the crowd wasn't really mic'd that well. So I wanted to hear if they, like, really educated with submissions or, you know. It didn't seem like that, I think. I mean, at least maybe, maybe I couldn't hear them. Like I said, again, it was poorly mic'd. But I didn't see people. I kind of see people, like, just going to the part of the events. It's one of the events to go to at WrestleMania weekend. And, uh some people really would react to stuff, but for the most part, I thought people were kind of watching, and they would react to the bigger moves, the slams, of course, and some of the wilder things, like it, like they would go out of the ring. And let's talk about that. A lot of the matches on this show, this Bloodsport show, went outside the floor. Um, I think you really need to... Make sure it only happens at the most twice a show, right? Because if everyone does it, it means nothing. Um, and I saw a lot of that. People go on the floor. Some people just quickly went out and came back in, and that's fine. But, like, when they're doing spots on the floor or, or just or at one point there was a dive out, you know, to the floor. And uh, I know people are trying to stand out, but, like, at the same time, it's like I would say that stuff – Outside stuff to really mean something and matches that re- really mean something because, you know, like in my opinion with Bloodsport, you keep everything in the ring. I know there's no ropes and it makes it a very unique uh, 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 viewing experience, sets it apart from all the other shows on, on WrestleMania weekend. And it's very tempting just to go right outside, right? But I would save it for, you know, Cause it's all about competition and, and everyone's wrestling by the rules, but what if someone just kind of cheats and takes it a little too far? 
and get, get some heat with that, right? And and get heat when it matters. And you can use it to build rematches. And and I know Blood Sports basically runs once a year. I would like to see them run at the minimum for a year. And you could really um, do some cool things. Um, but I just think you should really take advantage of your environment. And... But not like let everyone do it. Like you know, I see those ring posts exposed, right? <laughs> and I, I see those, and I and as a booker, you know, I'm tempted. Like, oh, you could do so much with those. But I would only do something with those ring posts for the the a main event or a big match um, that would lead to the finish. Um, you could do something where uh, if appears to be an accident, but was it really? Um, which could call for a rematch uh, for a future event. So, I don't know. I just think you keep everything in the ring until you really, it really matters and you really give it to someone like, for example, Timothy Thatcher, Josh Renette in the main event or Moxley and Coglin, you know. But, like, if everyone goes to the floor, it just it just means nothing. The next match was Eric Hammer defeating Calvin Takeman with a double wrist lock um, in about uh, two minutes and 52 seconds. Quick match, Eric Hammer, longtime um, uh, training partner of uh, Josh Barnett, um, wrestled in the uh, Inoki IGF promotion. Um, crowd was, you know, this was a GCW production, so a lot of GCW fans are attending it. So Calvin Tankman, you know, they, they love from the, his, you know, stuff on the indies. and But and so Eric Hammer's like this, basically the outsider to them. So they wanted Tankman to win. But Eric Hammer, he just really impressive. He looked like to me like the old, remember Angel of Death in, uh, Texas, USWA, Global, etc. WCW for a short time. He reminds me. He just looked like the old angel of death. He's uh, who's, who's no longer with us, sadly. But um, uh, but you know, it's a good match, uh, dominant match. I think Tankman. Um, I just think I think just think he's just probably not best for this promotion. Um, I, I um, he's a he's a gimmick and and. Big guy, but I just, I don't know. I just doesn't, I've seen a couple of his matches at Plus Board. just haven't really been that impressive for me. So, but this was quick and uh, Eric Hammer getting some heat. That was great. I loved how he really uh, uh, went with it, worked with it. And I thought he was fantastic. And so I'm uh, looking forward to him and uh, moving up on the, the Blood Sport ranks here. And I believe he's undefeated. So, um, I don't know if Eric Hammer is a big drawing name to put him up there with uh, in the main event scene. You know, if you that's not really, really uh, just that marquee match that really that 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 ticket selling match because he's just uh, basically an unknown to all these wrestling fans. But uh, I think he he's great in the middle. He's great with guys like Harry Smith or uh, Josh Barnett. He can really shine and. But, uh, yeah, this was fun. Fun fun little match. Match number three is a women's match. Uh, Marina Shafir defeated Killer Kelly by submission. Uh, God, it's been a while since I've seen Killer Kelly. I don't watch Impact Wrestling on a regular basis, or I haven't really watched it in a while. I know she's there. Uh, I remember her from NXT UK, and I was kind of shocked when she was gone from NXT UK. I, thought, I always thought she had something special. And when she made her entrance... Very charismatic. Um, you know, you just you're just glued to the screen with her. You know, she just has something about her. I enjoy. I like her look. And uh, Marina Safir, I thought, you know, this is a this in blood sport. She really shines. It really just um, um, caters to her strengths, right? You know, judo, uh, the submission wrestling, all that, um, and like these. These ladies went to the floor as well, um, and and you know, it was it was good. That Marina, her weakness in her game, there's a few, but one of the main weaknesses is her selling. Right, she's just kind of awkward seller. Um, it just <laughs> when she's when she's on offense and she's and being aggressive, she looks great. 
But when she has to sell, it, it just it just it looks she's her just the greenness just shines out of her. Uh, but uh, Marina won, which I expected. But God, I thought Killer Kelly really showed something. Um, she's you know I think Impact did a great job of signing her and. And I hope they feature her. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to. I don't like. I, said, I don't watch, but I hope they do because I, I feel like there's really something with her. Uh, match number four was a match that everyone's really looking forward to on this show. Kodobushi returns to the ring versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, these two guys opened up some strike exchanges, and um, a lot. Of the crowd was up for this because they love Ibushi and you know Speedball. Has been, uh, you know, making a lot of waves on the indies for the last like, few years now. And, and um, he has a very funky charisma, a very unique uh, uh, in-ring style that really stands out because it's different from a, lot of, from a lot of people. So, And these guys had a great chemistry in there. Back and forth, um, Christmas, the kicks. Uh, I thought, like, some of the choreographed, you know, kicks and ducks, you know, didn't look as choreographed as a lot of, those, a lot of people these days. Because, you know, Mike, you know, he's a karate guy, throws good kicks, so it's Ibushi's martial artist, so stuff looked really great. And they really built to, up to the finish, and of course, Ibushi won with the uh, the, the the knee to the head, and it was it was really good. Um, a lot of people were talking about this match, and it, it was really good, and probably one of the best matches uh, that I've seen so far uh, of the short of the couple of shows I've watched, but... Uh, Bushi looks good. He's back. Um, we'll see what happens, where he ends up. I think a lot of people feel like he's going to be end up in um, AEW sooner than later. So we'll see if that really does happen. But it was cool to see Bushi, and uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I think he's kind of sucks what happened to him in, in New Japan. I kind of w- wish that he was still there, but uh, we'll we'll see if he comes back. You know, you never you never know. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, match number five was uh, Bad Dude Tito versus Yuya Umera, Amira. Amira uh, Bad Dude Tito won by submission. Um, this is the match where Yuya did the dive out to the floor on, on Tito. And that and that's cool, but it just... I understand why you did it to stand out, but like you just don't want to waste that with just this you know match number five on your card. Bad dude, Tito, long time Southern California wrestler, um, really making his uh, impression out in New Japan, and he's he's always been so talented. Great look, I man, he just looks like a pro wrestler, looks like a bad dude, you know, and he really stands out out there in today's modern wrestling, where a lot of people are smaller, um, a lot of people look the same, you know, uh, bald tattooed you know but bad dude he has a long hair the beard a missing front tooth and just looks like a guy you don't want to cross in a bar in a back alley um uh, a guy that he comes into any room and you're like oh shit man don't mess with this guy um Yuya's good i like him he kind of has reminds me of the young Ricky Steamboat, he's going to be a tremendous talent. He's going to be a main eventer in, in, in New Japan in a few years. Um, he just just kind of has it. And, um, you know, this was a fun match. I'm glad that Bad bad Dude Tito won. I kind of figured he would because of the hierarchy with UES still basically a young, young boy and Bad Dude Tito's in his own faction with uh, Team uh, 
team uh was a team uh team mdk i believe he is so pretty you know pretty good pretty good that match definitely one to check out uh match number six there's nine matches on the car a lot of matches on this show uh but they're all sh- they're all short and they're all pretty quick so that's this show's like only really a little bit over two hours so it's a really fast watch um harry smith defeated jr kratos by submission uh i like jr kratos's uh gi look he wears the gi pants and stuff he looked i kind of dig it man he looks he just he's badass dude it's just like bad dude tito man jr just fucking looks like a wrestler you know he looks like i said he's so intimidating he just looks like a badass. He looks like he should be. He's that. He's that muscle in the action movie, right behind the fat evil boss. And there's that. There's Jared Kratos. Just like man, that good guy has to beat that guy up. Can can you know? Can he beat that guy to get that boss? Right. He's the. He is the the last. You know. The last hurdle to get to the bad guy. That's why he'd be perfect for those movies, you know. I could totally see him in those movies. But he's like so charismatic too that he would. Just, I think he was shining as a as a, in a comedy. Yeah, you know, he's just a, such a talented guy, in my opinion. And of course, I'm a little bit biased because I worked with him for a lot. But but he is extremely talented and um, always gives 100. And I'm just so happy. About his success in New Japan and and people well, get noticed. I was there 2019. We were all we I went with him um, uh, to New York, and he was just looking. He had the booking for Bloodsport, and he was looking to do more shows. You know, like and you know, going over to places, talking to people, trying to get on shows and, and networking, and and you know, look at him now. You know, he's getting noticed and. Um, I'm glad I'm glad it's it's finally happening for him because and I'm glad it's in New Japan because it's just perfect for there. He's just a perfect uh a perfect guy for that promotion and um it's it's working out really well. And this match was very good. I I've you know Harry Smith again this environment, plus where it's perfect for him. You know, he's trained in mixed martial arts, uh, catch wrestling. Uh, these two had like the big fucking big dude physical match and i was really into it and their strikes look good you know, a lot of like a lot of guys and gals on the show you know some of their strikes weren't looking that great i think a lot of i think i don't know the rules i'm trying to remember if there's an open slap rule no close fists but like they some if you can't throw these strikes, don't throw them, you know. And a lot of guys are trying to throw strikes, and you could tell they're just half-assing it, or just you know, you know, just it looks looks so it looks, just look kind of fake, you know, at times. So they definitely got to clean that stuff up with the strikes. And if you don't do strikes, don't do strikes, you know. Like if you, especially ones on the ground and down, it just it just looked bad. But these guys know how to do it. It looked good. It looked like there was some, you know evil behind them and they want to just destroy each other um and harry smith won which i like i said i expected he's one of the main guys on this show and in this promotion so um but i'm liking it that you know jr kratos you know starting you know early in the show now he's moved up the card and you know in the middle and i think he's just keep moving up and up until the uh the main event spotlight one day i really do uh, match number seven is Johnny Bloodsport, Johnny Impact, John Morrison. You know, the any promotion he, he joins, he kind of just takes it as his last name. They defeated Royce Isaacs in seven minutes and 52 seconds. Um, this was a fun match. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Bloodsport is fun to watch in this style. You know, he uses that Capoeira kind of style and he's, Really quick and slick into submissions. Uh, Royce Isaac would use his wrestling and power. Um, at first, I thought it was going a bit too long, but eventually, I just got hooked on it because I was like, "Yo, I'd like to see an upset here." I feel like Johnny Bloodsport was going to win, but they kept me guessing at the end there. Um, the only thing I didn't like, I know it got a big reaction when Royce Isaac hit that little. Short pile driver, got style pile driver, but it just like soon after 
Johnny Bloodsport was able to reverse out and get a get a submission win, but like I was like, ah man, you know, like just don't. Do, I wouldn't do the power driver unless, unless it's a knockout finish. Like I, if Bloodsport has a perfect opportunity to really get over that power driver can, just like Jeff Cobb got over the uh, power bomb, you know, being deadly, you know, um, making the mat deadly making these slams deadly again you know not nowadays you can just slam a guy like 25 times straight and he's gonna get up and fire a drop kick and everyone's like yeah it's a great match it's like no it's not, it's not a good match so uh but johnny bloodsport went one and um i thought a lot of these matches the winners are very predictable and i think by the end that was i don't know if it was maybe it wasn't by design but if it because at the end of we'll talk about the main event, but like but I thought like a lot of times like I'm like, okay, you know, Cobb's gonna win, Eric Hammer's gonna win, Marina's gonna win, Kota Bush's gonna win, Badu Tito's gonna win, Harry Smith's probably gonna win. That was that was when I kinda guessed a little bit because I thought, you know, it might be a time for JR to get that big win, but you know, Harry Smith won again. Um, then I thought about Giant Blood Sport and Royce Isaac, and I thought oh, he's Giant Blood Sport's gonna win. But then they they did hook me. They the, the work was really good. The drama at the end was really good, and, and I was hooked. And uh, I was kept guessing at the end. But um, but you know, like the next match, John Moxley versus Alice Coglin. You know, obviously Moxley's gonna win that match. Um, and this was a fun match. Um, I thought Alice Coglin really shined. Of course, Moxley allowed him to shine. Um, uh, Coglin's a, a beast, man. Uh, uh, they call him the uh, the cyborg is his nickname there, and it's true. He's just uh, he's just a machine, and he his strength is uh, phenomenal. He just just you know was able to like power out of stuff, and they kept this thing moving. It's, it was you know not it's not a long match, six minutes thirty one seconds, but it's all action. Um. I thought the you know Moxie won with the submission hold, but I thought man if they would have ended it with a pile driver, I think he and Moxie did hit the pile driver here uh, instead of the submission because I thought once Moxie locked on the submission, it was it, it, you know people were like hey you know, but they were like up up. I think they needed some kind of big impact move to really just make that place explode. You know they they were. Hyped to see John Moxley, you know, big feature, big star on AEW, um, and they're super excited when he won. But like, you know, like as this match was building and 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 it was just bam, bam, high impact, high impact, and then it kind of like as just that last few seconds of that submission when he, it just people kind of went down and it kind of like they were yay, so like oh my god, and just going nuts, you know, if they would have been like I said that that pile driver would have knocked out. Alex Coglin, but um, a really, really fun match. I think people are going to really enjoy that one. Uh, the main event, easily the best match of the night. I thought it was a tremendous match. Uh, Timmy Thatcher defeated Josh Barnett in 12 minutes, 50 seconds. This is Josh Barnett's first loss in Bloodsport. Um, he had a draw on his record. I was at that show in New York versus Minoru Suzuki, and that was a lot of fun. Um but this was, I, I felt, the passing of the torch in Bloodsport. Of course, it's always going to be Josh Barnett's Bloodsport as long as Josh wants to do these. But I think when it comes to, like, the guy in Josh Barnett's Bloodsport is now Timothy Thatcher. I think this was a passing of the torch match. Um, these guys, of course, they're, they're both brilliant at this style. Timothy Thatcher... Um, uh, one of my favorites, you know, not only to work with, but just to, just to watch perform. He's a master in there. I love his and he and he was doing stuff that a lot of people weren't doing on the show. The crowd interaction, the facial expression. He would get that evil, evil expression on his face when he had a, a submission hold and he's gonna, you know, start pulling on some tendons and you know, he would look at the crowd and react. And uh, you know, a lot of the people out there are just kind of just doing stuff but Thatcher kept him engaged and then you had Barnett you know the legendary uh you know mixed martial artist fighter um 
he's older and you know he's it's like can he still do it can he pull this off and then you had thatcher who's like you know coming for his his spot on top and there was a moment when he uh uh barnett got the toe hold out of a, a thatcher submission and that was just phenomenal and of course it's all about how you sell this your facial expressions how you you know and and Thatcher, when he got that toe hold on, we got we got that toe put on him. He was just scrambling, trying to just figure out a way to get out of it. It was really good stuff. Um, and then, you know, Thatcher not only you know wins the match, but he 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 submits Josh Barnett. So, like I said, passing the torch, and I and I, I had a feeling that Timmy Thatcher was winning this match simply because of the introductions uh, earlier that when they. Brought all the wrestlers out um, who are fighting on this card, um, except the first match, which is Jeff Cobb and uh, Colin McCall, who are getting ready for their match in the back because they're the first match. Everyone came out, you know, and they, they just kind of like fanned out, and you can kind of see who's fighting who. And at the end for the main event, Josh Barnett came out first. Timmy Thatcher took the front center position. And that was a very telling moment, and that's when I was like, "Huh, I think Thatcher's gonna go gonna go over on Barnett," and I think that's great. Um, I think Barnett knows it's like, "Hey, you know, these have been nine events. It always can't be me in the main events winning because people will be like, okay, this is just a vehicle for Josh Barnett, right? Uh, you don't want that perception for your audience.'" Um, I think Josh Barnett has so much to give in these uh, uh, upcoming Bloodsport events. Um, does he need to be go on and put over everyone back down? No, no, not at all. He should, definitely should win some, continue to win some, and then when he's when it when it he does lose again, it should still matter. So if he starts losing to everyone going forward, it's not going to mean anything, right? But if he starts, you know. Picking and, and 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 carefully selecting who gets to beat him, um, I think it's still gonna it's still gonna really benefit that wrestler whoever does beat him. And I hope a guy like Jr. Kratos gets that moment. I think he kind of deserves it. I know I'm I'm a little biased, but like I think so. You know, just because I think he's been doing a great job on these shows. Um, you know, Jeff Cobb as well. Uh, you know, they have a lot of cool matches in the future. You know, Harry Smith um, as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, this is a fun show. I, I was kind of on the fence of um, of ordering it. But then I saw on Fight TV that there's a Fight TV Plus option, and somehow I missed this. I never I never really paid too close attention. And I realized it's a seven-day free, free trial. And I'm like, huh. If I sign up on that Thursday morning, I got a seven-day free trial of this thing, and I can kind of cancel, before, you know, by Monday, and it'd be cool. So that's what I did, and that's how nice, and I watched it. I'm, I'm so glad I did, you know, uh, because it, it it was a really, really fun show. I mean, this is the ninth event. Amazing. Um, it just feels like, well, I know that Matt Riddle had the, I think the Matt Riddle Bloodsport event was the first one, but um I think it's just greatly improved, obviously, since Josh Barnett took over. And um, I really enjoyed the one I went to live in New York City. That was such a fun event, such a fun trip, by the way. Um, and I and I just I just really enjoy this product. And now, what do you do now? You're now you're coming to your tenth event. So it's a it's a milestone show. And though these matches are fun, I enjoy them. But I think now it's time to introduce a championship. What is the goal of these wrestlers? I know you win. You get to go to the pay window, all that stuff, right? You can talk about that for days. But give the fans a symbol of uh, uh, that they, the wrestlers are striving for. A, a championship belt is obviously perfect, right? Um, you know, you can take, you do like your next show, Bloodsport 10, be a tournament, right? You don't have to book so many, right? But you can just kind of um, condense the show and make, you know make it where it's like you know you have a first round, 
Then you have maybe a uh, a match between the first round. Maybe like four. You have four or eight eight guys in a tournament, and that's four matches. Uh, then you have a semifinal, and you have a finals, right? And then and then you could do like a women's match or two to kind of split up that uh, that uh, you know that tournament or. You do an extra men's match that features like a new face that's going over that you're featuring uh, that you want to push for future shows. Like, hey, this 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 guy is is uh, one to look out for. Uh, but that's I kind of want to like to see that. I really like to see um, Josh Barnett and Game Changer Wrestling introduce a championship for future events. Uh, and I also like to see them kind of up the up the show dates. You know, instead of once a year. So I think. I think it's. I think four is perfect. Four events is just a perfect amount of uh, shows to kind of have, and you kind of just you know you 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 kind of put them with the the big shows, right? You put them with uh, maybe an AEW next to an AEW show, pay per view like the night before or or something like that, where a lot of people are in town, like in Vegas, Double or Nothing, or a SummerSlam, where the hell that's going to be at, um, or you know, or, or obviously WrestleMania. So you kind of just kind of like do four shows attached to one of those, you know, bigger shows or if people are going to be flying in, uh, you know, and then you kind of, you just kind of do that. I think that'd be perfect. I, I'd like to see that happen and, um, in the near future. So, uh, definitely recommend this show again. It's not, I mean, even if you don't, maybe you missed the seven day trial. They just, they pull that offer. I mean, still, it's only seven ninety nine to really just watch this show. And it, you're seeing a lot of great talent. You're seeing Jeff Cobb, Kodo Bushi, uh, uh, you know, bad dude, Tito, J.R. Kratos, Harry Smith, Josh Barnett, Timothy Thatcher, John Moxley, um, Johnny Bloodsport. I mean, um, and you're getting a good show. So I definitely recommend it, uh, quickly, I just want to just kind of touch on what I watched just recently. Multiverse United is the 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 uh, the joint New Japan Impact Wrestling show. Um, it was an overall fun show. My issue is is one because of in ring the multi person matches. You know the six way to open the match. The uh, Four-way tag team match, four-way women's match. It's just like those matches are basically all the same. You know, they're they're you know different wrestlers, but they're all it's the same flow. You know, there's everyone starts it out in the ring, ends up with two on the outside, um, and then there's two in the ring, and people disappear for a while until it's ready for their spot. I just it's just I'm over it. I'm over these multi-person matches and everyone in those matches were really talented people, but it's just, I'd rather see them do other, I know you're trying uh, just singles matches or regular tag team matches. I know they're trying to shoehorn a lot of people in. They're trying to get everyone a spot on the show. Cause you know, it's one of the bigger shows and they're trying to get everyone a payday and everything. I get that, but it's just like, as a viewer, it just gets, Okay, I know what's going to happen here. Yep, yep, you got to start out, all of you guys. Uh-huh. Oh, then you go to the floor, and you go to the floor, and then you're just gone for a while for some reason, even though you didn't take anything that's going to knock you out for that long, but you are. And then here's these two other people who are just doing their thing. And it's just it's just the same, you know, and it's not that it's not really dramatic. You know, and it's all going to end up at the end, or everyone's going to get their moment, and then someone's going to steal the pin or, or, you know, or something like that. And it's just, eh. It's, and then I, I turned on SmackDown. It was the first match, four way, <laughs> four way uh, match, and I'm like, oh god, just, just, ugh, please, gosh, just stop it, stop it with these, these f- multi person matches, please. And then, but the, one of the main issues beyond that, just beyond the in ring stuff like that, I was that I didn't like the production. This place looked horrible on video. It was so dark. I thought I had to get my flashlight out just to shine on my TV screen so I could see stuff. I was like hoping people had flashlights. People start using your phones. Like I can't see nothing. There's like one. I felt like there's like you saw these other lights out there, but 
but only one big spotlight was shining down and it, it wasn't even in the center of the ring it was off to the, like the, the the left you know or, or our right looking at the tv and i'm just like i'm just like oh god and then the crowd was Mike Porty again, and I thought I thought it hurt a lot of these matches that seemed really good, especially the singles matches. Um, but like on screen, it just didn't it didn't uh, uh, come across like the matches are truly hot. But you know, I know someone that was there, and she said it was um, the crowd was really into it, but I it didn't come off on on, on screen. Uh, but it. You take out the six way to open and the four way tag and the and the um, four way women's match and they're not bad. It's just it's just the same old stuff you see. Like I said, and nothing against the talents in those matches. They're all good, right? They're all talented people. It's just that style of wrestling that really hurt their match. And for me, my enjoyment of wrestling, it's just not not what I like. I like storytelling. You know, I like the stories in the match. Um. And the match I did like, Jeff Cobb versus Moose, I thought was really good. Big, big man match or Haas fight, as kids say, I guess. Or but um, it I liked it. Other than the just the beginning, just a, just it's a really nitpick, but I have to say it because you know because it just it's just the old opening the, the match, the two big guys that open the match with these shoulder tackles, right? Boom. And no one gives an inch. And no one gives an inch. And no one gives an inch. They keep running to each other. And I like that spot when it's King Kong Bundy and one man gang. You know, you got these two huge men, huge men. Like, oh my God, what are they going to do when they run to each other? That's where that works. You know, Moose is a big dude. Jeff's not tall, but he's wide and, and built like a like a like a fire hydrant. <coughs> but I, I rather I wanted to see them open up with more wrestling. They did a little bit. There was you know a little bit of wrestling to open up, but I I rather see them go that route and then do some other stuff. But like I I just I just you know I think I think that spot worked for the, the really really big guys. You know what I mean? So, um, but other than that, I just thought. The match was from that point on. It was it was really good, you know. Both it was a match that was able to showcase both been strengths, which is their freakish athletic ability from strength, speed, um, agility. Um, I I like Moose. I like I, I I still don't understand why he's not in the WWE or who you know. I know he has I guess something that happened in the past, and they, they kind of you know it was a red flag for WWE not to sign him, but like. I mean, I mean, he's he's been dressing for a while, and it's like, you know, whatever it was, you know, people accept him now. So, like, what's the big deal? Uh, he just has that star presence. Um, the way he carries himself, and you know, I would like to see him get some more oomph on the strikes. He's kind of, like, you know, a little more body language on when he delivers those forearms. You know, that he just kind of throws them out there, like. Give me something, man. Give me some, give me some, some, some oomph on it. And, um, but yeah, good, good, really good match. Uh, Kushida Leo Rush, a lot of fun. Uh, really showcase the junior heavyweights. And, uh, Kushida is great. Look, Leo Rush, you know, has that, he just like Speedball Mike Bailey has that <laughs> funky style. And he's so unique and different. He really stands out and he's fun to watch. Um, I thought, I really like this match. There was really some. There's a real intensity, intensity to it, and you know, Leo Rush was a substitution for Josh Alexander, who was hurt, and you know, didn't seem like Leo Rush was there to just to kind of like get through it and just hey, and you know, doing you guys a favor. Like he was out there really trying to make his own statement, and I, I thought that was really good. I thought he honestly outshined Kashida just a bit, um, but I thought you know, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's moments where you know. Leo did a few spots that looked overly choreographed, but I mean, I'm shit. I mean, they're going to put this, this effort, this intensity up. I'm not going to knock this match. It's, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Kenta Minoru Suzuki. Kenta Minoru Suzuki. You hear that you get what you, you know, you're getting right. Hard strikes, brawling on the floor. Um, I like Kenta's heel persona. You know, I, I dig it. Um, I really liked his match at in San Jose versus Fred Rosser and a lot of the 
crowd that over there wasn't really into that match, or particularly into Fred Ross as a Bayface, or mostly into Kenta. But uh, I thought they had a really good match, and this match was really good too. Other than the finish, the fin- you know, I would say this match was good. It would have been really good. They had a more creative finish, but like basically, what happened was Kenta throws the ref down. The ref is you know not out. He's just shaking up a bit. So he- and then. Kenta's able to hit a low blow on Suzuki, roll him up, put his feet on ropes. And the same ref who just got shoved down by Kenta counts Minoru Suzuki's shoulders to the mat. And that's not good heat. That's just go away heat. It's uh, just bad heat, disgusting heat, whatever you want to call it. Um, Everything was going good until that moment, you know, so... I just wish they a little got they got a little bit more creative, and but New Japan they just don't give a shit. Like the, you know, to them like the referee can get you know you know shot in the middle of the ring, and and the, the whoever shot him in the ring won't even get disqualified. Like it just, you know, the referees have no uh, no credibility, you know, really. Because, and I wish they did. You know, I wish they, I wish they would really. You know, other than red shoes, there everyone else is kind of like is able to get bumped around a million times, and and so like. When you see that referee, maybe if they did some kind of collision and one referee is out, another ref came in, and then, and you know, during something, you know, the, the then Kenta gets cheat and, and win, but like, it's just you know when the ref gets shoved down by the heel and he just still just gets up and counts, <laughs> it's like I don't. It's how how's their heat going to be really put on Kenta? What what happens is it gets put on the promotion, put on the referee. Um, uh, and it's just not a good look there, but, um, the main event was solid. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Speedball, Mike Bailey, uh, Tanahashi is a substitution for Will Ospreay, who has a separate shoulder, I believe, or some kind of injury, um, to his shoulder. And he's going to be out for a while. A lot of people were really excited about Speedball versus, uh, Will Ospreay. Um, but they got the legend, they got Tanahashi and, you know, he's older, he's beat up, you know, his knees look really bad shape, but you know, when that bell rings, he just delivers, you know, he's, he knows like, okay, I, you know, I'm not as athletic. I don't have the spring in my step anymore, but what I do have is I can work. I could tell a story in my face and my selling. I could get people sucked in. Um, there was one point when the match where Speedball Mike Lee got a back, a backslide on Tanahashi and, was, and Tanahashi timed it perfectly to kick out just the last second where I had to rewind it because I thought, did he really kick out? But he did, but just just at the last second. It, and he's so good. Uh, you know, Speedball, I like him. I'm not, I don't think he's a main event guy. I think he's the, the middle of the card fun uh you know i guess funky style wrestling kind of guy um so but tanahashi you know is in the main event with him and he's wants to make people think like hey man this guy he wants people to believe that this guy's gonna beat me this guy has a chance and he did a he did a great job you know as always because he's a master one of my all-time favorites definitely in my top 10 of favorite wrestlers of all time um if you could put anyone from any era versus you know anyone i would just love to see tanahashi versus jack briscoe and give him 60 i don't i don't need a winner give him a go broadway i would love to have seen that match so um is the show worth seeing is a show worth your money well, if you have extra money, I would say yes. But if you don't and you're you're just trying to pick and choose, I think this is one to skip. Um, for the simple fact that if you're going to throw forty bucks down, unless you could do what I did and go in with someone to make it cheaper, very cheaper. Um, I don't think it's forty bucks. I think it's thirty bucks. But either way, still, you know, you want a better production. I mean. I don't know how soon they got in to really, you know, figure things out, but um, that place, you could tell, looks very cool inside the theater, the Galaxy Theater there. Like, I, I want to see it. You know, like I would think, and I, 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 I like shows that you, you know, you dim the lights, you, you focus the light on the ring, and then that's the show, right? Like, like going to the movies, I get that you know psychology 
But I also like where you show the place and sh- like you know show the crowd and um, it just was so freaking dark on this show. And again, the sound issues were were so you're like, yeah, you're just spending thirty bucks and you, you barely see the people in the ring when when you go when they go to the floor, they almost like disappear in the darkness. So yeah. Next time, they really got to figure out, you know, I don't I haven't seen what a PWG show looks like in this building. As this was apparently that's where they run shows now at this theater. But um, I just thought, man, get a lighting. I don't know if you can get a lighting grid out there or something or lighting thing, you know, you know just kind of something to make it look nice. Um, <laughs> the place is so small. So like uh, the uh, the commentators, uh former Todd Todd Phillips I think I forget his his um current his real name that he's going by uh what's his name um the other guy from Vaude Villains <laughs> I, remember, I can't believe it. I don't remember all these people's name and I knew no Ian Rick and Bonnie but um you know they like show them like way out on some balcony and like some like far shot like hey we're over here doing commentary and they're trying to billboard the show and it's like you can barely see him because it's so dark and so far away uh, I thought that was pretty goofy, but um, but yeah, uh, I think you might want to skip. I think the best deal is actually Bloodsport. I mean, seven ninety nine or free for seven days before you're you know if you get that trial going. So I think you definitely check that out. So everyone, hope you enjoyed your WrestleMania weekend. I hope all your winners prevailed the ones you want to win your favorites prevailed and hope you had a good time i hope who people are there are, are having fun they're also safe don't bring back any covid all that craziness um like last year and um yeah 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 and i hope uh just everyone has a great safe weekend take care everyone without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.